Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast, where we hear stories from everyday people who do extraordinary things. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Hey, everybody. So, today I got to sit down with my cousin Nick and hash out a trip that we took many, many years ago in the early 2000s, a time when I was a whole lot younger and a little bit different adventurous, I guess you could say. But we took off, my brother, my cousin, and I, to New Zealand to just go see what happens. Uh, We had three backpacks and no idea what we were going to do. And so Nick and I sat down and just hashed it out so we get into uh, what it was like to just take off and, and do a backpacking adventure way back in the day. So hopefully you enjoy the stories and uh, I'll definitely have Nick on another time because he has uh, pretty interesting stories himself. But today's all about New Zealand backpacking and getting yourself out of your comfort zone to go and see what the world can uh, can show you. Thanks for listening. New Zealand. New Zealand. So what year was it? When did we go to New Zealand? I think it was... 2005 2004 2005 something like that i think so and Um, we we literally booked tickets just to go and we were just planning on going to new zealand and seeing what happened yeah there was literally no no plan Uh, none at all i i remember (laughs) do you remember in the airport and the problems with the visas that we didn't have oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) We had no we oh we had not booked a trip back. Uh it was we yeah, didn't have was, any return flights. So I knew that was one problem. They were like, you can't just well, go. And we our flights were booked through Australia. Right. And we needed a visa to go into Australia, even though we were only gonna be there for a few hours. Right. right? Yeah. But somehow the the lady who was I at think the they counter were, sorted it out for us. They were pretty cool. I think they were like, "Hey, you got to do this. Go make those phone calls, and then come back because we are." The, yeah, the yeah. boarding process is like going to start soon. So <laughs> they were probably looking at us. <laughs> These three <and> thinking, <laughs> "You morons have no idea what are you doing." Yeah. In essence, though, that's that's a good theme for our adventure in New Zealand. I think it totally was. I, <laughs> you know, thinking back on it, like. I remember when you told me that you and Adam were going to go and you asked if that was something I would want to do with you guys. Yeah. And I think I was a I think I was a sophomore in college. And I I I remember going to my parents cuz at the time when I was at at, at Hope I was kind of like, you know, I don't know if I'm digging this and and you'd approach me about the trip and that would require me to essentially drop out of college for oh that's right yeah okay yeah you know and and affecting your future yeah exactly (laughs) great job (laughs) j-rome so i i I remember sitting my mom and dad down and being like so you know drome and adam are going to new zealand and they asked me to to go with them and (laughs) 
I think that would be a, I think it's a great idea, <laughs> you know, and, and at this tr- point in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to drop out of college for that. And, uh, I have no, we have no plan. There's literally, I don't know when I'd come home. I know when we leave. Uh, and then I don't know what I do when I come home. So are you cool with that? <laughs> and I already booked tickets. Right. <laughs> uh, FYI, non-refundable. We're leaving in three months. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, well, and that's, but, I guess, so just, just for the listeners to, to sort of set things up. Yeah. So we're all in our mid twenties, yeah. early to mid to late twenties, myself, my younger brother, Adam, who's been on the show. And then my cousin, Nick, who is sitting with me right here, all decided we were just going to go to New Zealand and do backpacking and yeah hiking and adventuring and just just see what happened we were at that point in our lives where we wanted to just go out and live and and do it and <laughs> oh my gosh 2000 2005 we just took off took off and uh <laughs> yeah i mean I, I you know for me it was i just remember thinking how cool it was that just from the beginning, you guys even asked me to go because oh nice, I'm honored. We well no seriously, I mean I I was I was thrilled because that was something I'd never done anything like this, you know. Let alone really any type of. I mean we used to camp and stuff like that, but not not like when you were like, hey, we're gonna go backpacking, other side of the world. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's see how this goes. Yeah, and we don't really have a plan. We're not really sure. We're just gonna grab some maps. We're gonna just you know we might get a van or something like. There just wasn't a plan. No, there definitely wasn't. But you know, that's that's part of the fun, though. Yeah. At that age, yep. To just just sort of throw caution to the wind. Yeah. And just give it a shot. I mean, we we basically all showed up at the airport with one big backpack yep. each. Yeah. Ready to just sort of see how the next six months went. <laughs> I remember I brought my kiteboarding gear. <laughs> oh my gosh that's that, right that bag was yeah, massive that bag uh, was massive oh my god you know we got a session or two in so i i don't necessarily regret it but that that certainly was that on 90 mile beach yeah 90 mile beach i think well, we did 90 mile and then we there was some beach up on the north north island that was all the black sand oh, and i, and I yeah, went yeah. out for a small session there um by myself and 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 then I think that was it. And that was but, about it, yeah. yeah well, I, you know, we're also not not exactly doing any, uh, no rescue boats, no... Uh, no no one was, around. Yeah, no one Something around. Something goes wrong, I didn't well, really think about that. You know, that was one of the things that I, I do remember, because we, going at that time, that was, it wasn't pre-Lord of the Rings, but it wasn't, it, it was, wasn't like, New Zealand had not blown up the way it did. No. Uh, in the mid like 2000, 2010 era, where all of a sudden everybody needed to go there. Yeah, I mean, we we got there a little bit early because I the first time I was there was two thousand two. Uh, that's right. You, I was you, in Australia yeah, doing there. the yachting stuff, and I went there for one month just to get a little teaser and see what it was like, which yep. is why I think I was so amped up to go again and then you know go with you guys. Yeah, I, I I think that was the thing. You were you were so excited to get back there and you were just like, This place is It is. It's, it's, it's unreal, it's untouched, we've gotta go. Off the chain, Adam's man. coming with me. You should come. It's gonna be awesome. 
no plans. Let's just do it. You know, yeah. pack, pack a, I, I borrowed, I didn't have a backpack for that. I had no idea. Like, wh- yeah, I, I, I was like, I was like, what do I bring? Do I need like luggage? <laughs> yeah. Uh, should I bring a trunk? No, I literally think I asked you that. I was like, so exactly how do I pack for this? You know? And <laughs> I, I remember reaching out to my, my buddy, Matt, uh, who, you know, uh, from M22. Oh yeah. yeah. And I, and cause he had done trips to, uh, Patagonia, Argentina and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So, and so knew, yeah. yeah. And I think that was, I, actually, I think I reached out to him to borrow his pack. And then I think I ended up getting one from my uncle who like makes them or something like that. But that I had no clue. Oh yeah. And he gave me that, he gave me a tent to use. Yeah. I didn't have any of that gear. Well, and that, I mean, that was sort of our, I I believe that was the, the whole idea was to go to New Zealand and do as much camping and not only, you know, there's that whole idea of going to a different country and backpacking where yeah, essentially you've got all your stuff in your backpack, but you're in cities and you're 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 immersing yourself into a culture, but we wanted to go to New Zealand and actually hit the woods and, and the mountains and explore as much as we possibly could. So I yeah, we were we were kitted out. I mean, I I remember we had yeah, we had tents, we had cooking stuff. It was basically we essentially a, a crazy international camping trip water filtration pumps <laughs> yeah, right? like the whole thing i know? actually uh fyi i i the tent that i bought there which was super sick it was like a mountaineering tent yeah only died and started leaking and fell apart like two years ago so it lasted literally 20 15 20 years I still have all the gear. You still have all of it. Have all, you ever it, used it? A little? <laughs> I've used it when I uh, <laughs> the uh, I don't know if we want to tell people the, the there's a secret spot on you know oh on old Walloon yeah yeah no we'll we'll keep that a secret um, but it's a lovely uh, place no I still I literally still have I think some of the things from the pack in the in the small like you know zip compartments from that trip like it oh it, my gosh that's uh, so crazy but i th- mine was like a nat geo demo tent yeah that that's right yeah. okay okay yeah so i we'll, well and I, I do remember it getting fully tested down in invercargill <laughs> that wind yeah that wind it was crazy well let's i don't want to get i <laughs> too, i don't too ahead. yeah i don't want to yeah. uh just jump ahead in the sort of storyline here but so I guess I guess it's pretty easy to understand that yes, three young gents yeah. headed off into this big wide world. We're in the airport in LA and instantly the person at the counter is asking for visas that we do not have. And somehow we get that sorted and then we get onto the flight to from LA to uh Sydney, Australia, fourteen hours in coach. And it was rough. That's a long flight, 14 hours. And we were cramped. We were in the middle of the middle of the middle of the plane. Yeah. I mean, I think the the only thing we had going for us was they had the flip-up TV screen so we could watch movies. We could watch movies, yeah. And because it was an international flight- Alcohol was free. You had unlimited- yeah. Well, unlimited to a point of them- being like, hey, you've had six. <laughs> you've had six now. <laughs> time, time. You know, Sven. Sven has a great. No one else on this plane has had this much to drink. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sven, my brother Sven has the best uh, solution for that. If you're if you're looking to imbibe a really decent amount of alcohol on an airplane, he used to go and uh, he would stand near the bathrooms where like the bar and all that sort of stuff for the flight yeah. attendants is. And he would just, you know, say, you know, I just, I like to stand. I can't sit for too long, blah, blah, blah. But he would constantly keep ordering drinks as they were coming in and out. And he said his, his thing was that, well, because I'm not sitting in my seat, they, they're not keeping track of how many Smart. drinks I'm having. And he, he could, uh, he could plow down quite a few while that's, he was on that airplane. That's experience right there. And that's some good advice. Because he's standing up. It's less apparent that he's got quite a hefty buzz on. That's true, and uh, you know, Sven's a smart guy. He is. Without knowing, <laughs> I, I've I've pulled that a few times. Just walked back with the drink in my hand to use the restroom, and then they're standing back there. Obviously, yeah, you know, and it's I'm like, oh, okay, I get oh, a can I get refill? Yeah, and they're happy to do it. You know, no questions. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> That was the longest flight I'd ever been on, for sure. And um, yeah, it's a tough one. I you know not easy, not easy at all. And yeah. it, you're you're feeling rough by the time you get to New Zealand. Well, that time change too. Uh, yeah, I don't know how many time zones you go through, but probably about twelve. Yeah, ten or twelve. Yeah, um, I think that was the first time I got to a place where we were in the. F- we were in the future, right? Technically, from when we call home. Yeah, or well, it was like you. Yeah, we end up. Yeah, because you cross the international dateline. Yep. I don't know exactly how that works because we're going against the clock. I don't know, but in Anyways. any event, yeah, we get to New Zealand and we're rough and tumble, and we're in Auckland, and we roll and right into that uh, the hostel. Yeah, we we hit up a hostel, and and I think at we went that point, straight to the bar. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> went straight to the bar and tried to figure. I think at that point it do? was just like, well, what what do we do? Yeah, and how are we actually going to do it? Make this adventure like that. That was we had planned nothing beforehand. I think that's the that was sort of the essence of the whole thing, you know. And and that's what's I. I there's not many times I think in, I mean maybe there are in life. It depends on I guess how you're living life, but. I, where you can do something like that, where you can say, hey, I'm just going to go and I'm, you know, I'm going to go to this country. I'm going to do this thing. And I literally don't have a clue as to what I'm going to get myself into. Right. And right. that's okay. I'm, I'm okay doing that. The thought of doing that now, it terrifies me. Exactly. <laughs> that's what, that's what's wild about it is. I mean, I, I've planned some trips recently, you know, to, uh, some different countries that literally aren't, you know, an entire ocean length away. And I'm going, well, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have an exact plan. I don't know exactly how I'm going to get to this location. Am I going to get a taxi? Am I going to get an Uber? Like I got (laughs) to figure this out. And I'm like freaking out. We had no idea. And you know, (laughs) honestly, this is a, this is a great reminder. Cause all I have to think about is like, well, Hey, what you, you went there and you had, you didn't even know, when you landed, what was going to happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything was fine. So. Everything was fine. That's the thing, you know. You you take that sort of leap, and I, that's something I always have to sort of remember, uh, even when I'm out sailing and stuff like that. You could sit there and worry and dissect everything. a million different things about any sort of plan that you have, but in the end, 
as long as you just pull the trigger and go for it, yeah. you're going to deal with whatever comes your way and you're probably going to do a pretty good job of it. Yep. And so there's really not any reason to sit and nitpick and plan and and come up with all these things that could possibly go wrong. I mean, it's it's like this paradox you fall into. It, it totally is. I I mean, yeah, I just I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so we are so at we're in the Auckland. airport. We're yeah. in Auckland. They have that sick uh, America's Cup boat out right in front of the airport. I can't remember which America's Cup it was from, but it was the one where they won it. And we're we're just looking at this new world that we're in. It's bright. It's sunny. We are worried about the UV rays because back then the hole in the ozone was pretty much directly above New, New Zealand, Zealand and Australia. Yeah. Now somehow it's like healed itself, but uh, as far as I know on YouTube. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we hit up a hostel and we start drinking, and then we met some buddies. Remember those guys? I well, briefly. I mean, I, all I remember is us. I think we were in Auckland for like three days. And yeah, I trying to figure out if we were going to buy buy a vehicle. buy a van or rent a van right. or do something like that. And the, I think one of my favorite memories was the you had picked up that, or I don't know if it was a bartender or somebody told us that somewhere close yeah. they were doing an auction, right, of right, vehicles, right, right, and, or you knew about that, and we went there. And, and we, we looked at the green machine. You remember that? Should, yeah, yeah. We should have bought that one. And then God, we, then we saw steak. this. We saw this white van, and you know, thought, okay, well, let's take this thing for a test drive. But you know, you, and and <laughs> do you right. remember the test drive? Thinking back on that, I remember him not wanting to let us drive it on the actual like freeway or highway, right? Um. Where we would have to go above, say, 30 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. And not seeing that as a giant red flag waving in front of my face. That, yeah, that that guy, he, I, well, he swindled us a little he, bit. He, we, got, we got swiped, all right? So yeah. we, we get in this van, and it's a it's a clunker van. I think he wanted, what, like 1200 1600 bucks, something it, like that. It, it was, wasn't crazy expensive. It wasn't crazy, but, I mean, I think to us at the time... Yeah, I don't was, know about you. It was a good chunk of our budget because I, I had, I believe, I had six grand to do this trip, and including think, airfare. So I think that's what you told me going into it because I, I, I remember asking like, okay, well, what you know, what is this thing going to cost? Right? I, I just figured and, a thousand bucks a month. Right, and so because I remember we, as much as we didn't have a plan as far as when we were coming home, we were like, well, this is going to be several months. Like we don't know exa exact exactly know and. I remember that summer just, uh, I was teaching kiting and I was on, I was, uh, I was doing the parasail boat oh, and I was just doing that gosh, as much right. as I could. Yeah. Cause I was like, if I just save as much money as I can, I was trying, I think my goal was like save five or six grand. Yeah. And, and that was including the airfare. And that was the thing about when we got to the airport, they made us buy a, a ticket back just to set a date. Yeah. And that, have some, it was like 600 bucks. Right. We like, right. Holy that chunked like, away. A, that was a nice big at that bit, time. Yeah. yeah, but I I remember the van being. You know, I mean, you would think buying a van for 
fifteen hundred bucks, two grand or something. That seems pretty cheap, but at the time, I think for us, that was yeah. I mean, the, the only thing that saved us was that we were splitting it basically we, three yeah, ways. Absolutely, so that definitely helped. But gosh, I mean, you know, it obviously was a great test drive. We bought the thing, but well, and at, in in my own defense, I I know when I because I was driving during the test drive yeah. and i was more focused on the fact that i was driving on the wrong side of the road yeah that i i not paying attention yeah to i was just sort of like okay i wasn't looking at gauges and i wasn't or the wasn't, rattling uh, yeah or the smell of the exhaust fumes right. and all that sort of stuff it wasn't that wasn't my primary uh concern um, concern yeah my mine was just I, i'm trying not to hit anybody and and you know, focus on the new driving rules. Yeah. But we uh, we pretty much gladly accepted. Uh, I don't even think we bargained with him. We didn't nope. even try and whittle him down. <laughs> Not even so. a little. I, I think we just gave him exactly what he asked. I think so. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I and definitely... it's probably not the first time they've had some foreigners come in and, <laughs> yeah you know. well i think it, it's one of those things where yeah i mean it's it's pretty much it back then it was set up for People who were backpacking, hitting up New Zealand, and yeah. here's a big old car expo. Get your vans. Get your vans. <laughs> Which, you know, nowadays, I, I a friend of mine went over there maybe like five, five, six years ago. Yeah. Very different. Not not like when we were there. Like, as you said, it hadn't really blown up yet. Like, it was right. still pretty, like, quiet. I mean, you can't. I mean, I think you can probably just grab a map and drive around, but there's like tolls now. You have to have like a cell phone on you to like get through some of these places. Oh, I don't doubt it. You yeah. know, you're, you're, it's when, not, it's it, not the wild As far west. as like buying a van and just like traveling around, like that doesn't, you rent something that's all built out for, you know, expeditions and camping and like, right, right. Yeah. It's, well, as soon as we, I, I think in a lot of ways, as soon as a market, is established and there's money to be made. Yeah, it's going to change. It's going to change. Yeah. You know, people are going to try and not I not necessarily take advantage of it, but just they see an opportunity and it's sort of like, well, just, if we got all these people coming in here and they're all trying to backpack and they're essentially doing the same thing and they want to drive around, yeah, let's let's uh It's like the progression of it. It just Right. And hey, you know what? To be honest, if we would have gone over there and instead of buying a van, we would have done one of the rentals. Yeah. Of an actual quality vehicle. It wouldn't have been the same. It wouldn't have been the same. We would not have been stranded and had some of the great adventures uh, that we were able to have. We wouldn't have had to hitchhike much at all. There are things that I learned on that trip. (laughs) Life lessons based on just for the fact that we bought that van that I will never forget. Dude. And I mean, and I think that, you know, going back to, you know, you're talking about like, you know, part of life and just jumping into it and the experience and not always having a plan. Like that is part of all of that is taking those risks, risks and just, you know, I don't know. It's having the confidence that not even really having the confidence at the time, but just taking the risk, just taking it. Yeah. Well, cause again, I mean, it, it goes right back to, you can either sit there and worry about, yeah. What might happen, or you can sort of just do it. Put an ounce of faith in the fact that you know personally that you can handle quite a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah, I feel like if if we lit this house on fire, like one of the rooms, you'd be able to sort it out. 
Not that I'm going to do that. Right. I mean, it's kind of a weird example. Yeah. I, I will say, but <laughs> it's just one of those things where, you know, I might sit here and worry like, oh, geez, you know, I don't want to leave that lava lamp on because it might catch the house on fire, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? I'm going to leave that lava lamp on because if I start a fire, I'm pretty sure I can handle that. Yeah. That's the mentality you have when you're in your 20s. Yeah, you definitely have a little <laughs> bit more like... That's where I'm going with that. Well, you know, We're again, it's, it's the same thing as part of the trip. We'll just figure it out. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. we got the tickets. We're going. We'll figure it out. It'll be fine. You know. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, so we got the van. We got the van, and then I think it was. I think we went back to that hostel, and then we bought a. I think it was just that like flip map, right? We had yeah, we had the flip map, and then we we I think we needed to do a little bit of outfitting as far as gear. I needed some boots, things like that, mm-hmm. and then it was. We had been sort of wrongly informed about what back then was called the Hut Pass, oh, yeah. where uh, essentially in most of the the na- national camping areas and trails and hiking stuff, there were all these outdoor huts, and we bought we had to go to whatever governing body it was to purchase these hut passes, which. I don't think we ever used not once. I don't think we ever had to show it. No, definitely not. No. So we we basically spent, I don't know, 100, 200 bucks on these passes for these outdoor huts that we never even saw the inside of once because every place that we ended up camping like Abel Tasman or Stewart Island and all that it, it was all its own separate entity and yeah. and all that. But regardless, so we, we gear up in Auckland. We have a little bit of fun. I did almost get uh, murdered uh, in Auckland <laughs> by some crystal meth guys. Do you remember that? So we were, we were in the bar, and these guys, I went outside to smoke a cigarette back in the day and uh, met two random people, and they had offered to smoke a joint with me and i was like oh okay cool i you know i'm 24 years old or whatever why not yeah so we run over hop in their car oh yeah i don't and no it was just me you guys were in the bar yeah and i go we we sit down and smoke and then we drive like around the block and then park and they actually gave me a little bit of weed like just one bud or something like that and then started smoking crystal meth offered it to me and I definitely declined. Uh, and then they were like, well, Hey, our buddy's going to come and pick you up and he'll drive you back. And I started freaking out. Cause I was like, I feel like I'm being set up. Like now I have, I have marijuana on, on me. me. I'm in a foreign country. I don't know what their laws are. Da da da. And, uh, I remember taking what they gave me and stuffing it in between the, the seat and uh, the backrest in the back of the car, and uh, and then their buddy came, picked me up, and drove me right back to the bar. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I had some for us, and it would have been great." And now I don't have anything. But that was really a strange. Uh, it was it was one of the strangest interactions, and the whole thing only took like thirty minutes. But it was so odd, and I'm pretty sure fun. crystal meth must have had something to do with that. I would assume their their marketing strategy for trying to get me to uh, also enjoy the crystal meth was um, that I would be up all night. <laughs> the, the fact that you 
<laughs> that I mean, you know, I will never uh, forget that. Oh god. The fact that you got in a car having just landed obviously in Auckland, yeah, you know, in oh the first 24 god. hours with some random strangers. Just random. To Whoa. and then, you know, drive somewhere and then yes, somebody's going to pick me up is it's a testament to the I think the time and also to probably the age and our yeah, mentality yeah, yeah. of I mean, I'm just I, like, dude, yeah. We're we're all good. I was in uh I was in Guatemala once and I met some people and very randomly, very short and ended up getting in a car to just go out to like a bar with them. Yeah. And no clue. I mean, no clue where I was, didn't speak the language. And I think at some point in that evening went, God, what exactly am I doing right yeah, now? Right. And like, how am I getting back? Because I have no clue how to get back. Like, I don't and even know where I am. I literally have no clue. And but sure enough, you know, it's all well, good. Well, and that's you know. one of those things. I mean, you, you, I, I've always felt that ninety nine percent of people are nice, genuine, good people. good people. Yeah, and that's that's definitely who you're gonna interact with almost all the time. But every once in a while, you're definitely gonna walk into a situation where got to keep your head on yeah and yeah. somebody somebody that you think is just a genuine stranger is actually somebody who is is looking for easy targets to sure. sort of take advantage of yeah rare and yeah. you know normally if you're not out strolling around at two in the morning or something like that you're you're really you're not gonna encounter people like that but you know it's something you do have to sort of keep an eye on Speaking of that, I think the people of New Zealand, they were awesome. Unbelievable. I mean, well, unbelievably. I, I think, and that's a great point because I, I do, I think part of my naivete at that at that particular juncture where I hopped in this car with these guys, yeah, uh, I think that was just the fact that the last time I had been there, I had never met people as a whole, New Zealanders as a whole that were just so inviting and wonderful yeah, and they were awesome. Just made me feel so so welcome. Yep. That I was sort of like, dude, you go to this place New Zealand and everybody's awesome. Yeah, they accept you. They're they're yeah. nice to you. They'll give you advice. They'll they'll point you in the right direction. They'll help you out. They'll you offer got, we, you I mean, crystal meth. I mean, they'll <laughs> offer you crystal meth. And you <laughs> If that's not a slogan to yeah. get people <laughs> to bump up the tourist industry in New Zealand, it's free. <laughs> you don't have to give us anything. <laughs> and to be fair, those those guys, even though you know I I wasn't, they're doing crystal meth. Even they're, though they were doing crystal meth and stuff, they were super nice. Yeah, they they we had a lot of good laughs for about 25, 30 minutes, and then and they you know and then then we were off. But anyway, we, we're on this tangent here. Anyway, that but that's part of it. You know, that's part of the adventure. So we hit the road. We pack up our sweet new van. We got plans. I remember thinking about how we were going to decorate inside of the van. And this oh, is yeah. just a standard. It's not an American van. It was a. Um, you know, the license plate is right there on the wall WB5037, Betsy the Bullet. Betsy the Bullet. Um, and I actually, I have a, I do have a drawing and a list of every. Uh, malfunction and and actually in my journal I have uh, 
a tally of how much it costs us. You know, I that's should probably get that. Yeah, I, I've got a journal too that <laughs> every single day I think like you wrote in. Oh yeah, and totally. has the whole story of mm. all the different adventures and all the things that Betsy the Bullet decided to throw our way. See now, a pro podcast guy probably would have read the journal <laughs> yeah. uh and then done this podcast sure. but you know what actually i think it's more genuine that you and i get to sit down and relive those moments. and just sort of try and relive and remember some of the actual highlights uh instead of i feel like if i if i would have read this and this is actually like a decent question because when i do a lot of interviews and stuff like that with people i try not to actually do a whole lot of like research on them or anything like that and try not to come up with bullet points and you know maybe i'll have a couple of questions that i might want to ask sure and i've always wondered i i don't know if that actually makes a better interview or not for instance i there was two people uh, a couple came in on their boat to the marina down in south carolina and i remember chatting with them when they arrived And I just, I really quickly was just, I said I did a podcast and this and that, and they wanted to do it. And I said, okay, well, I'll, let's do it tomorrow and we'll talk then. And I cut them off because I figured it might be kind of interesting to do like a podcast where it's two people or three people getting to know each other for the first time rather than me get to know them. And then come up with some sort of theme for the podcast. Yeah. I figured I wanted to do the actual getting to know somebody on the podcast. How'd it go? Just for better content, I guess. Uh, it went good, man. It was uh, That was the first time I ever had Pax. And Amy was there, his wife. Um, and I've had both of them on sort of a few times. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's one of those things. I Maybe it depends on who you're having. I think so. Yeah, I you, you know, know if I sat down with what the theme is some sort of intellectual person. Yeah, you might want to have a little. I might want to have a little fodder in the old canon. Yeah, they could. They is could that throw a saying? some. I, I actually. No, I think I've heard it. You heard. It. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they could throw some at you that you stump you. Yeah, but you know, I well, that's the thing though. Is I've I've never claimed to be some sure. all-seeing oracle or anything like that. Um, so I don't know. I you know it's one of those things. I I'm not I'm not trying to impress anybody with my own uh, intellect or my yeah. own insight. Sure. What I really just enjoy is sitting down and being able to chat with somebody and and have some fun and and I really just like to take away stuff that I learned from the person I'm sitting there with. Yeah. I mean it, you know just just hashing out a little bit of this New Zealand trip. Is ridiculous. It's brought up so many memories already that I have not uh, thought of in over a decade. Yeah, long time. I mean, it's been what we were just talking about this, like two thousand five. Yeah, so it's been like sixteen years. Yeah, seventeen years. Yeah, something it's like a long that. Time. All right, so we hit the road we out of Auckland, and we're the the game plan. I believe was adventure on the North Island. So yep. New Zealand is you know probably thirty percent in the North Island. Mostly sort of tropical beaches. It's warmer, blah blah blah. Because New Zealand's a pretty southern country. Uh, when you get way way down south, big mountains, gets pretty burly. It's in the roaring forties of the uh, latitudes, yeah. uh, Southern Ocean action, which um, 
you know, the last time I saw New Zealand was from a sailboat. Um, and I remember texting you and yeah, Adam yeah. and saying, hey, I can see Stewart Island. <laughs> uh, but the game plan was hit up the North Island, check it all out. Head north. And then head down to the South Island, check that out. And then we were definitely going all the way to Stewart Island, which yeah. is the third island. Or I think, don't they refer to it as like the anchor? I think so. I mean, it's very small. It was, I, I remember there's only like 400 people on it, or 420 people. Teeny, or yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the vast majority of that like, whole, there's like one little town. It's like a mile of road or something. That's yeah, it. and the rest of it is all Just, uh, untouched yeah. natural forest and all that. Because that's, that's the last place where like kiwi birds and all that are just roaming free and all good. Because I think, was it the possum? Not the American possum, that ghastly, disgusting white thing with the rat tail. Their possums are like brown. They look like big squirrels, or they kind of look like. Uh, we didn't encounter any of those. We didn't encounter any. I I saw some when I was there after you guys left. Okay, but yeah, I mean they're they're just not like the gross ones that we have. Yeah, um, but they yeah I think they didn't they they ate most of the kiwi birds, and they're all over the North and South Island. But on yeah. Stewart Island, they're not there. You know. I think um, that just made me think of the coolest thing. Thinking back, like trying to re, you know relive some or like rethink about some of these like memories or some of the, the trip details is, I mean, when do you get to pull out like an old school map and and say, okay, these are the roads that I'm on, and 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 if I go right here on this road, yeah, and like, yeah, right, and literally like trying to map it. I mean, you don't. It, it, I don't know if that even happens anymore, does not, it? Not much, man. I mean, you know, now nowadays you throw that phone on and it's it's telling you where, where you got to go. go and all that, and you don't even have to look around. I, although I will say, um, two years ago, I did a road trip from South Carolina up here with Sven's wife, Ina, and um, so my sister-in-law, but I would never call her that. I would always call her my sister or me hermana because she's from Mexico. Uh, but I made her turn her phone off and we used an atlas <laughs> and she had to be the navigator and I was the driver. <laughs> and she was freaked out, literally freaked out in the beginning, especially whenever we went through like a big city. Yeah. Uh, because I would be like, all right, which, what exit, what exit? And she would, she would sort of freak out and reach for her phone, but I wouldn't let her do it. And she handled it. I don't know. It's kind of an adventure that way, right? It's a total adventure. I think it's, oh man. Brings me back to like the Indian. I always think when I think old school adventuring, I think of the scenes in the original Indiana Jones movies where he hops on a plane and then it cuts to the map. Yeah, and the airplane and with the red line, and it's going from country to country. I just think, oh, that's it. That's how it should be. I have a. Um, I don't know why I haven't done this. I have yet to frame this thing, but I have a large map. I think my family got it for me as a gift when I got home, and I still had the map that we used uh, oh, okay. to get around New Zealand. And so I took a highlighter. And oh, and you hit up all where we went. The whole thing, and and it's this, you know, I don't know, twenty four by like forty eight tall. It's a big, you know, map of New Zealand with the the road, all and the stuff roads, like yeah. yeah. And and the goal was to frame that, 
and be able to see the actual route that we took. Oh, um, that'd be really it's, it's cool. Sitting, man. It's sitting in my living room right near my bar cart, and it's still rolled up, and I haven't, <laughs> I haven't put it in a frame. And maybe because of this, yeah, right. I will actually will, get yeah. this thing done. Um, that sounds like a really good like Saturday project. Totally, where you sort of sit around, you know, maybe you make some margaritas, a little guacamole, yeah. And then uh, you just plug away, make a little frame. I think that's that, what I like to do on Saturdays. But <laughs> the, the cool thing about that is, is, like, it's a reminder of, yeah, I mean, you know, se- separating from the distractions and the technology and the ease of something, and going back to, I don't know, just the the old school way of like, hey, we're we're just gonna we're we're heading this way. And we're gonna figure it out. And obviously, we had a map, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's there's something so exciting about that. Um, it's it's I don't. It has something to do with like just the analog version, absolutely. Compared to, it's like reading a hard co- a hardcover book versus on your Kindle or iPad or something like that. Like I think there's a well, no, maybe that's a bad analogy. But no, no, oh there, no, no, no. I think that's spot on. I man. still enjoy that over. You know, swiping left just to get to the next page. Well, when I, you know, when I picture uh, myself out on the ocean, I, so I'm sailing around, getting to my bunk, and I've got a little, a cool little lamp right above, and I'm reading a book, just page after page, blah, blah, blah. There's something about that whole picture that is very pleasing, and if you switch that book and that little cool little lamp up for a Kindle that's blazing some crazy blue light at my face, it doesn't seem the same at all. Yeah, there's something about that old school, and I, I think for some reason I'm I'm really liking that term analog. Uh, that analog sort of lifestyle seems to be. I mean, nowadays, very appealing to me. Yeah, nowadays I think it's more appealing than ever. Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely agree with you on that. I mean, all right. But so yeah, we head north, and I remember a couple of the the spots we wanted to hit was one was Ninety Mile Beach, was on the east side of North Island, I believe. No, uh, west side, west side, west side yeah, of North yeah. Island. And then that would take us all the way to the tip of the North Island, and that was our goal, was to get um, all the way up there. And actually, as we sit here, I'm looking at the photo, I think, of... Well, and that's the map right there of where we went. That thing is uh I remember, yeah, I think that's up. the photo of all three of us. That's where the Tasman Sea and... The Pacific. The Pacific meet. Yeah, yeah. And you can see them. Because there's, there's sort of like a big peninsula that comes up. Yeah. Uh, and jets off to the north. And 90 Mile Beach is exactly what it's sort of uh, describing, yeah. is a big 90-mile section of beach, which you are allowed to drive on. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Warned against. But I'll, I'll tell you what. Before, before we get to 90 Mile Beach... How long did it take before Betsy the Bullet, our fearless van, uh, showed signs of trouble? Was it about 15 minutes? I literally think it was within 
the first like 15 as soon as we got on the highway as soon as we got on the highway it starts overheating and not only did it start overheating but the damn thing was shaking (laughs) or it was was like rattling Uh, and at the time going back to when we did the test drive the gentleman i don't know if i'd even call him a gentleman yeah wow you are reaching there the guy guy literally goes i think we asked about it we were like wow that sounds like something's rattling he's like oh that's the silverware uh, on (laughs) on the tray underneath the main seat and sure enough I was sitting on that seat. I look under. There's a tray of just silver, random silverware. Random. Thinking, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Smart dude. That guy and is then, cunning. Of he, course, he probably he, had a a van to sell every oh, week. Hun- dude. <laughs> we buy the van. The silverware is not included. Why would it be? <laughs> and the damn thing's still making the same sound. Uh, oh my god. Uh, so yeah, was... we're on the highway, and essentially, yeah, it starts overheating. Uh, I believe there were there were absolutely zero gaskets in between the back door hatch and the actual car, so that was rattling, and also letting in the beautiful effervescence of the exhaust. What, why system. am I uh, getting a headache right yeah. now? And I'm, I'm starting. <laughs> this to, is great. I'm, I'm lightheaded. No, it's it's like in that movie Black Sheep where. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, they're they're rowads, yeah. rows. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> oh my gosh! So we hit up Ninety Mile Beach. So we hit up Ninety Mile Beach, and we decide, hey, hey the the beach is open. Let's, you can drive on a beach. I've never driven on a beach. Thing. You know, and and that the, sounds fun. <laughs> I yeah, I had never driven on a beach before either. Um, and I remember taking. I think I was the only one with a little camera. I think it was an Olympus. You had the camera di- uh, for an sure. Olympus yeah, yeah. digital camera that I bought for the trip. And I had a tiny little tripod for it. And I remember setting it up in the dunes. And we would drive back and forth in front of this thing. Oh, uh, my gosh. Sitting on top of the van. Playing that. <laughs> playing... Uh, <laughs> Um, back summer yeah, girl. Yeah, back summer girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was a lot of fun. And then I, I, and it was, it was quickly after that, the tide came up, and we were starting to dodge like, oh yeah, the waves. And then you, we well, had I, no idea where to exit. Where, yeah, because so you get you get onto this beach, and it's a big. Sort of public area. There's a road that goes right to it, and you're sort of like, oh, okay. And it's huge and it's wide. Yeah. We did some kite surf, blah blah blah. Yeah. We ate some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and then essentially we just took off because we were going to get to the end of Ninety Mile Beach and then and pull off the road there or pull off the beach and get onto the road. But yeah, essentially you, you don't know where your pull off, or yeah. where the options are, and the tide sort of started coming in and the waves start breaking. Closer and closer, and we just were gunning it. Yeah, but at the same time, our our van was starting to overheat still too, so you couldn't push it too hard. Well, and you had to be. I mean, it's not like this van was made for the sand, right? I mean, we had to be on the (laughs) we had to be on the part of the beach. It was somewhat hard, and you could actually get some traction and get going. Right, right. If you move too far up, you're in the you're in the deep sand, and you're going to get stuck, and so. (laughs) <laughs> that that was the that was the start of this whole like there it is you sorry know. i've been 
I've been trying to focus on this, but there is my beautiful rendition of uh, Betsy the Bullet. $2,200. $2,200 New Zealand uh, money back then. That probably would have equated to about eighteen hundred bucks <laughs> in U.S. dollar, I think. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, and yeah, so we're raging, trying to get and find an exit from this beach. And all I remember <laughs> in my head was seeing pictures and video clips of people, tourists, that their vans got taken by the sea, and the embarrassment, and how much money it costs to get the the freaking vans towed out of yeah. the sea and all that stuff. And uh, those were probably, I think it took us about 30 minutes from panic time to actually getting and finding the place where we got off of that yeah. beach. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was stressful. Stressful. But you know what? We made it. We made it. We handled it. Yep. We hit that shit. We we rolled hard. Life lesson right there. Life lesson. You the, know what? I, I think that's the the motto that, at least for me, like I, I remember going to this trip and definitely not knowing, you know, I one, I'd never done anything like this. And I think, two, I was at a place in my life where I didn't really know what I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. Um, Crossroads. I was kind of. I mean, you know, college was fine and stuff like that, but I wasn't feeling totally dialed in with where I was and things like that. And I think that this trip certainly put me in scenarios and situations that I'd never been in before without any type of plan. And it really showed me that, you you know, you can make it through that stuff, you know, and, and with, you know, without a whole lot of experience with some of these things, like if you just, you know, you focus on it you, and you're in the moment, you're present. Like, um, I don't know. That that was the cool thing, I think, about the trip was uh, right away, especially with the, the van and things like that. Like, we were put in scenarios where we were not prepared for what we were getting Come into. In. Yeah, very and, naive. And we still... We handled it. We handled it. You just handled it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That was neat. Well, and I, I think also just, just not having any sort of safety net at all. Yeah, there's no plan B. You get, well, I, it, it just, you know, there's, there's just nobody that you can call. Yeah. And be like, hey. You uh, didn't have a cell phone. Dad, can you pick me up? Yeah. You know, it's just not happening. You're on the other side of the planet at that point. Yeah. that That's a, I think more people need to go through that. I well, I honestly, I think that's part of the growth Pro- process. Yeah, of just you know, maybe not. Well, it definitely, definitely growth for sure. Um, also, I think just sort of character building. If you're not in your twenties at at a few times in your life, getting just completely scared shitless that you're in real trouble and you're the only one that's going to get you out of it. And then you get yourself out of it. I think that's a really, really good experience to have. I there's a book I think I picked up after this trip at some point in time that it's like do one thing every day that scares you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it lists out like you you can actually like follow it as like a I don't know some kind of like program or something like that. But yeah, I think that's what this trip 
kind of inspired me with was putting yourself in scenarios where, yeah, you're, you're, you're scared, right? Or you you just never done this before. You don't have the, and, and making it through it. And I think that, you know, gosh, now it just seems like you can, it's so easy to maybe that's pick up the the phone or something like that. And yeah, back in the day, like, especially there, like we didn't have those opportunities, you know, we had each other. Yeah. So that was awesome. Yeah, because this but, is this is essentially pre-cell phone. Yep, pre-cell phone. No, yeah, really, barely even internet. No, we we'd stop at internet cafes to to check check email. a couple email. There wasn't any Facebook. At that Send point. a couple email. We'd go to the pay phone. We'd use our like prepaid yeah, cards, prepaid calling cards. Yeah, call back my. You know, well, my, you know what? Like, I, and I think I see, dude. I can remember using just public pay phones. Yeah. And it, thinking now, especially after this whole ordeal over the last two years with germs and bacteria and all that, I can't even imagine picking up a public phone that's just out on the street and putting that to my mouth and my head and my ear <laughs> yeah. like I used to back in the day. I'm just like, yep. yep. I mean, I, I was typically, I would wipe off the mouthpiece, I guess. But, no, I don't, even, I don't even think I thought of that. <laughs> yeah, back then, heck no, dude. Bring the bacteria on. It's good maybe for that's you. why our immune systems are so strong. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I still, to this day, I think some of the streams we drank out of, I think, helped uh, me build a stronger immune system and like stomach just to handle certain I don't oh, know, foods absolutely. or things yeah, like yeah. that. Like I, 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 just, I honestly think that like it's that old adage, uh, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. Yeah. Right. But I, you know, I, I guess to keep, to keep sort of our storyline going a sure. bit, you know, we, we go, we go up to the North Island and I mean, New Zealand, how, how would you describe what driving through New Zealand is like? Well, I mean, the North Island's beautiful. Like you said, it's it's Gorge. it's sunny. It, there's beaches. There's definitely some tro- tropical spots and things like that. I think the South Island, when we got there, that was 100%. Every single spot we went to was like postcard material. And so so is North. But you don't want to you don't want to blink because you'll miss it. Oh, like, yeah. That's, I remember being in the van <coughs> and constantly thinking to myself... I don't know if I want to read my book right now, even though we're going to be driving for five hours, because if I do, I might miss seeing, you know, whatever, just the landscape in general was just unreal. I thought I, I, I've just, I've never been to a place like that. It just seemed to me that it was, it was, it was almost as if you took something like the United States and things like. The Rocky Mountains, yeah. the Grand Canyon, the Great Plains, and then the Appalachians, and then the coasts, and the Redwoods, and everything, and you shrunk it down into something the One size zone. of California, and drive and, through it. Yeah, it was it was literally like we I don't know. It's just it was like going through all these little micro ecosystems. Uh, ecos- like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, and and definitely, I mean. When you go down to that South Island, you've literally entered the Lord of the Rings backdrop. I mean, rugged mountains, the Remarkables, which is sort of their big mountain range, and 
Fox Glacier. I mean, it, it's literally you're either in subtropical rainforest one minute, and then there's a volcano the next minute, and then there's a glacier the next minute, and then you're on a beach. Or there's a desert. Or there's, I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it was unreal. I, I, that's, I just remember just being in awe pretty much the entire time of what that place looked like. Yeah, I, I it was. It was awe-inspiring. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, it, it definitely, I don't know, it, there were, there was a lot of rain. Uh, I can remember a few yeah. times of uh, sleeping in the old tent, completely, completely soaked, uh, especially on the South Island and stuff. What yeah. we, we were down there during the summer, the Southern summer, because we left here. In September, I think. Sometime right? around September, October, yeah. Yeah, I think we left in September. We were planning on being there for a couple months. And I, I think North Island, we only stayed in the North Island for... We weren't there that long. Yeah, yeah. like maybe a couple of weeks or something. Just based on our... We were kind of moving pretty quick through that. Yeah, we, we, we never really stayed... 90 mile all the way up to the tip. And then we cruised down the east side. But I don't think we followed the, the total east coast. Like... Because there were some... No, we did little cross hatches yeah, back and we, forth. Yeah, we cross hatched. And then I think we came back to Auckland... <clears throat> and then that's when we decided, okay, we're going south, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and we went, we went to a place where it's called Lake Talpo, and uh, oh yeah, and and then went to Rotorua where they have all the 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 Maori or Maori, whichever way you want to say it, um, all the all the cultural stuff, and that was really cool. Yeah, that was really neat. That's where we got the a lot of those. Um, I think that's where we got some of those like jade necklaces and the all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. The um, Koru. That was one of those necklaces. There's like the double wave kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. The to, circular they, ones. They yeah. used to make those out of um, ivory, like wh- like whalebone and stuff. Way like back, that, yeah, which yeah. they don't anymore, I think. But um, that was, you know, that was one of the things though, because we didn't have any sort of uh, connections. Yeah down there previously uh that was one thing where i it would have been kind of cool to i think be able to get in and hang out with some actual local real old school native new zealanders yeah uh which i don't think that we never really ran into too many we just just on that one uh hiking trip i think that was maybe abel tasman where those people brought us up to their house and we had dinner. Oh no, that was down Stewart Island. Oh, that was Stewart Island. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We got we got hooked up on that one. That was yeah. for sure. Oh man, can't ahead of myself there. But um, ah, oh, sorry. I mean, either way, I think once we hit the South Island, I mean, I remember we got on that ferry. It's like a three-hour ferry between the islands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're on that. Oh my gosh! Remember? Oh God! Remember yeah, what remember. happened with yeah. old Betsy the Bullet? And you know, his, his story really isn't isn't supposed to just uh, circulate around the van, but unfortunately, it kind of does. Yeah. Like our whole livelihood, uh, <laughs> sort of, sort of uh, was up or down on how that van was working. But um, I just remember all three of us in that van waiting. 
for them to give us the go-ahead to drive off of the ferry. Well, hold on. You remember you started the van I know. too early. <laughs> well, I so I I just wasn't sure if it was going to actually start. start. So so by this point, a month or whatever yeah, into this was- trip, the van is overheating a lot. We had replaced the radiator fan or the whole radiator. Let's see here. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is a while ago, so it's hard to kind of remember some of the dates but all right radiator fan which cost us 147 dollars we replaced that and then we replaced the entire radiator for 900 dollars uh and we also had a problem with it the starter or whatever every once in a while we just couldn't get it started so i was nervous we're sitting there we're we're right in the front of the line. We're in the front of the line. Everybody else with their fine fancy vehicles are behind us, and I am an idiot. And I jump the gun, and I'm like, dude, I just want to. I'm gonna fire it up. And I remember firing it up, and then that dude on came the ferry right came right over, and he's like, hey, you you idiot. What are you trying to do? Kill us all? Turn yeah. that thing off? And I was like, uh, okay. So I turned it off. I think you were like, sir, this thing doesn't always yeah. start. Like I'm a little. <laughs> n-. He's like, I don't care. We're not at port. Turn. We it got off. yelled at. Um, and then yeah, as soon as uh, uh and he, you know what? Good on him. Little yeah, bit of nice. uh, no, little bit of uh, karma because maybe if he wasn't so rude. Then he wouldn't have had to help us push the van off uh, <laughs> off of the ferry because we couldn't get it to start after that. Sure enough, didn't start. Had to push it off. And I think that's when oh, I mean man. when the radiator and all that. So was that on the North Island when the radiator went out? And that's when we really, I mean, think about the the MacGyver skills that like Adam pulled out. And oh, God, um, I mean that that was a moment where I remember I learned a lot. Right, because well, I had just, never. There was no confidence in it. Like we, yeah. we were constantly monitoring how how on earth is is it doing all right? Is it fixed? And and every time we poured some more money into this van, it just didn't work. It well, but there was always this hope. We were like, all right, this has got it. Like yep. new radiator, whole new radiator. It's got to work. We probably. I mean, the the just the radiator was probably worth more than the entire van. Well, I mean, Ed, you know, in hindsight, like by the end of the trip, that's what that's, you know, that's one of the reasons some, you know, we went home a little early, right? Because we ran out of money because we just poured, yep. obviously, I had to get a job, an, an extra amount <laughs> of, you know, thousands of dollars, or whatever, into this damn thing oh, that we gosh. had never planned on. Yeah, and, yeah. But I, I remember the day that. It was, I think, wasn't that the first time it was overheating and we pulled it off to that little park and we popped the hood and it was literally, I think I have a video. I have a video of it and it was just like spraying spraying water or coolant out of of one of the hoses. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And we sealed that with like duct tape or something and then Adam took the top of like a two liter and some like hose and he like put it all together. And I think then I, and then I had to hitchhike into that town. Yeah. 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 yeah well, and, and Adam up. hitchhiked at one point. I mean, we, we I, all had to take all, our turns Yeah, because we did break down so many times. <laughs> I mean, that's the first time I've ever had to hitchhike. That was the first time I've ever had to like fix a, you know, 
just yeah, well, just fix something on a vehicle like that in, in in that setting and have no clue what was really. I mean, thank God, you know, you guys were there because I I didn't really know what the hell I was doing. You know? Yeah, well, that, like, that's part of it though. Again, but, it's, it, we're we're just left to our own devices, and it, yeah. if if we wanted to to keep it going, it wasn't. It just wasn't. It was one of those situations where it's not like we had some credit card or whatever no, that we could just swipe. That. Like all of us had a certain amount, a certain budgeted money. And I, I suppose, I mean, yeah, at, at some point we probably could have called for help or whatever uh, if we really needed to. Yeah. Um, but even that, I don't know. It, it just seemed like it felt like it was one of those things where, dude, we were just 100% on our own and we were just going to make. We're gonna figure it out. Make things happen, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I I recall hitchhiking and just. <laughs> I mean, I think I got picked up by like some. Mm-hmm. I think couple and they were cruising into town and, um, I think they dropped me off and then I had to get a ride back. I don't think yeah. Right, right. They weren't bringing me back. Well, that's the thing though. You know, it, it's it's instances like that where all of a sudden you're forced into a situation where you start to meet other people. Yeah. And then you're having more experiences. Uh, whereas if you, if you, if you sort of build this world of comfort around you and security and everything is all good and nothing ever goes wrong, then you are stuck in that isolated state. And all of a sudden, I don't know, those interactions sort of go away. You got to step outside your comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think a lot of it, you know, as much as, as you and I, can sort of laugh about how how horrible that van was and i i can remember how bad it really was it would have been nice to have a vehicle that that we could actually get up to speed and would go up hills 60 miles an hour maybe just 50 maybe just 50 miles an hour would have been fantastic without overheating but it's like we had so many great experiences that i will never forget yeah broken down on the roadside and trying to figure out how to fix it to fix some engine that none of us have any idea what to do with and i don't know it's there's something to be said for that you know that's that for me i think it's just a little bit of adventure what i would call adventure Adventure. yeah Yeah. just yeah that i think that word sums it up and i think that the stepping outside your comfort zone is it's hard to do very hard yeah yeah but in scenarios like this it forced you to do it you didn't have an option. No, definitely not. I mean, when you're in that scenario, when we're off on the side of the road, there's no one around. You have to get to town. You pull that map out, and you're like, "Well, I'm pretty sure on the map there's a road, you know, or there's a town. There's a town you know, four X amount of kilometers miles. that way. Who's who's hitchhiking today? You know, and good luck. Hopefully, we'll see you soon. <laughs> right? Like, no cell phones. No, like, yeah. hopefully, you will come back with the right parts. And we will fix this thing. <laughs> I remember Adam having to hitchhike one of the last ones just to go get more coolant yeah. or antifreeze or yeah. something like that. And we weren't sure exactly what we needed to get. And he just went for it. And I, yeah, that was his first time hitchhiking. Cause I, I had hitchhiked a few times before. 
I think you were the one who was like, it's fine, guys. Just, <laughs> you just go on the side of the road, throw your You'll thumb up. Okay. Someone at some point in time will pick you up. <laughs> just make sure you get to where you need. They're going to the right spot. Encouragement. And, and, yeah. You, I mean, you were, you were definitely the voice of reason in that scenario. Oh, my God. I mean, such I, a bad influence. I mean, I was the young, I was the young right? I mean, yeah, you and Adam. You were the youngest. Yeah, so I was the youngest, and I'm sitting there going- Holy shit! Like I got a hitchhike right now. Hitchhike. Like I'm in a. Isn't that never, dangerous? Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure my mom told me once <laughs> not to do this. <laughs> uh, but uh. you know that is. I think that's that. Those are those moments in time where you really um, once you get through them and you get through that um, breaking out of your comfort zone. You're doing something that scares you, and 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 then at the end of it, you can look back and go, "Oh wow." That was profound for me. Like yeah, th- yeah. Those are growth moments that in the exactly. moment you don't know is actually happening because you're probably scared. You're, you're a bit uncomfortable. But gosh, afterward, especially afterwards, you have this euphoric moment of like, whoa, I did that, you know, and I accomplished it and I feel really great. And, and then even now, you know, 16 years later, looking back, you, you can really... I don't know. It's it's uh, those are neat moments to I think have in life. Um, well, and and I think there's a lot to be said about you know the the person that you are today right now. You wouldn't be the exact same without those experiences 16 years ago. Yeah. in a broken down van in New Zealand. Yep. You know, like you said, I mean, uh, as a growth experience, that those are are huge things. When yeah, you you. It's not the way you want it to be, but you're dealing with that situation. Yeah. And it it sort of is a way, I think, for everybody to be able to not only sort of test their abilities to sort of deal with situations, but just to see and, I don't know, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but it it, it really is it's it's like an eye opener of of yeah. like oh my gosh dude i actually dealt with that so whatever little problem or or anything that i'm going through right now that i might be super worried about well you know what i remember when i was uh on 90 mile beach and we were trying to outrun the tide and we thought the car was going to get sucked into the ocean and we handled that because uh we just kept our heads cool so i don't know i think you can draw off of sort of those old experiences as you know throughout the entire rest of your life as long as you sort of can you know keep that sort of stuff in mind yeah it's a, it's the perspective of it you know of in those moments of i mean in that moment right we thought 90 mile i thought i thought hitchhiking was like the craziest thing i was you know like what right, the hell right. am i doing right and then yeah you you run into issues now in everyday life and i mean sometimes you know those can those can throw a halt in your plans or they can, they can make you kind of go, Oh God, I don't know if I can handle this, but if you can recall some of those experiences you've been through and and hopefully you have, then you should be, you know, hopefully you have got something to, you know, look back on and be able to get through that kind of stuff and go, Hey, you know, geez, I, we outran the tide and we found a spot to get off the beach. Oh God, I hitchhiked into this, you know, foreign country and I had no idea what I was doing, but it worked out. It worked out. It yeah. worked out. Um, but th- those are, yeah, those are cool moments. Um, and I, when they shape the person that you are, I I remember when I came back when when you know 
family or like friends would ask me how that trip was or even gosh i'm gonna be honest you know even years later you know you meet new people and you're talking about your experiences life and things like that and you say oh i you know i went to new zealand for three months and just backpack traveled around and you know people would be well how was that it changed my life yeah yeah. i mean it, it, it did like it had such a profound effect of the experiences I went through and the things that I handled or grew or the experiences I had with you guys. I mean, I will always go. That was a, that was one of the turning points in my life where I go, Whoa, that, that changed my perspective on things that allowed me to get through that. I mean, if anything, that was a trip where you go, yeah, let's let's put ourselves in scenarios that are a little uncomfortable or scary and that's okay to do that because you know you you're going to be able to grow from those experiences you know yeah uh, so well and and i think uh because when when people talk about having like a life changing experience and stuff i mean i think there's sort of that uh, sort of the nowadays thing of like, well, I saw the sun rise over this mountain and I was completely changed because I've never seen something. And I think there's there's something valid to be said in, in that. But when when you're talking more about, well, we were on a roadside and completely out of luck and broken down and I had to actually do something that I was terrified to do and then I did it and then we were able to fix this thing and then we were able to get to where we needed to go that's like a real life-changing experience yeah that 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 sense of accomplishment yes that's something where okay now you learn something yeah exactly and you you've you've grown again you know i mean we keep going back to that but you've you've grown as a person like all of a sudden you have this new new little thing that you know that you're capable of dealing with i mean i you know i used to i can remember even just just when i started like driving one of my biggest fears always was you know breaking down or or having a tire pop or something like that and and just being like well i'm stuck on the side of the road what am i going to do dude after new zealand i've never worried about that not a day in my life yeah i i honestly i don't think i have either <laughs> at, at least from a vehicle standpoint and travel like <laughs> yeah right I, i'm just like yeah we'll figure it out like and i mean and nowadays it's a lot easier well, yeah. I mean, now you, you know, you know I mean, you've but, got a phone, and you can just call somebody, and, right. and they'll come and help you. But well, hell, your vehicle has like a button on it. You touch, and it. <laughs> oh, I know. Right? I mean, just, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I blew a tire out, and it's raining. So if I could get somebody to come, can out somebody and just come and help uh, real quick? We'll get this taken care of. <laughs> well, and and I guess because because the 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 adventures is sort of so vast. Obviously, we can't get into every aspect, but. Sure. I do think that uh, talking about Stewart Island is is definitely the, worth it because that that place was that tested the limits. Yeah, so we're we're in, and I I guess we should start at Invercargill <laughs> because I, and it it's, it's definitely worth mentioning. Okay, so that that movie, the world's fastest Indian, uh, I I. I kind of wish I had the director and blah, 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 but whatever. It's the motorcycle movie about the speed record. 
came out at the exact same time that we were in Invercargill, where the character is from. Yeah. And we watched that movie in the movie theater in Invercargill, New Zealand. I mean, that was... I, I don't know if there's ever been a bigger coincidence no. uh, for anything in my entire life. But we're in Invercargill, and it's just a sort of old... It seemed like it's it was one of those towns that, that used to be booming because of some industry, and then the industry stopped. But we were in essentially a giant... Uh, it, it, cow field. It was a cow field <laughs> slash old racetrack or something. Yeah, slash like we've turned it into you can kind of camp here. You can kind of camp here for five five dollars a night. Yeah. There's a couple of picnic tables out yeah. back and uh there's a spot. <laughs> and there's where a you, bathroom. Yeah, there's a bathroom and uh and a and an old TV in here. And the first night it was fine. Uh but I believe it was the next day that all of a sudden it was blowing about forty five mile an hour winds. Yeah. And that was when the, all the tents got really tested. They, I, they I, held up just fine, but but I, wasn't yours initially like pointed <laughs> in the wrong direction? Yeah, and, and it was like bent in half. <laughs> like I, I, I think I remember being in it, and like two of the the tent stays were just totally folded. Like, oh, well, it was bad. Yeah, luckily they didn't fold. They were just like they were like curved. You know, like it 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 held. It held its own against that wind, but <laughs> I remember taking video of that thing and just being like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was like, uh, oh man, that was... And it was just raining. Yeah, it was pretty miserable. There weather. were cows. We'd wake up to like the cows mooing and like... Well, and it's cold because, dude, that far south in New Zealand, you're down at around 46 degrees south latitude. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're pretty... You're way down there. You're you're further south than we are north here in northern Michigan, and this was so we're we're trying to get to Stewart Island to do like a full. That was going to be the of, biggest backpacking, yeah. camping, like because out we, in the woods. We trip had we done did. Abel Tasman, which was what five days, seven days. Yeah, I think, I think and, we were out there for a week. That was a beast. Abel Tasman is tough. Holy smokes! If you're ever in New Zealand. Check out Abel Tasman. Dude, Abel Tasman will blow you away. Yeah, it, that place was unreal. If you like camping and you want to see forests and mountains and hills and beaches and, and coves, woods, and oh my god! Just, there's remember this random dolphin came up in the cove with us. We were swimming. Like oh my god, it, it's it's just unbelievable. It's, it's, un, it's yeah, it's insane. And it, and it's one of those places too where a lot of the uh, sort of pesky things that that we get. You know, tons of mosquitoes or ticks or, you know, deadly snakes or any of that stuff. Nope. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist down there. There's it's literally nothing. Yeah. I think that, what do they tell us? They were like, there's kiwis, which can't do anything. It's little birds. With no wings. No they wings. They look like a little football. Big beak. Yep. They'll and follow you around. They follow, yeah. If you get, if you get, uh, you know, if you don't like paparazzi. And they'll hide on you, though. You look back. Remember that one that <laughs> yeah, was following us? And you turn around, and it was like duck into the bushes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the only time we ever saw him was Stewart, Stewart Island. Island. Yeah, yeah. And then I think it was like wild pigs or boars or something, like wild pigs or something. And I think one night I woke up to like maybe one of those like screeching somewhere in the background. But right, right. Other That's than that, it. there's just there's nothing to be afraid of. No, it's, or that's it's... going to cause you like I don't know an issue. Except for was that Stewart Island or, some, or was that in Somewhere in the South Island where you we parked and the little like black flies 
Oh, the no seams. Yeah. The no seams. And that was the same place that was like, don't drink the water. You'll get, you know, Jardia or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was like, I remember reading the thing and it was like, explosive diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want Jardia for sure. (laughs) Use the filters, get iodine tablets, whatever you need. Um, but yeah, so but anyways, so we hit up Seward Island. And the plan was, I think we were down there. That was going to be like a twelve day or ten or twelve day or yeah. There's there's essentially it's a triangle size uh, shaped island, and I'm not sure on the dimensions, but I'm sure it's like twenty thirty miles wide. Um, pretty big place, but there's a big trail that goes around the complete edge, and we ended up coming down and doing a little bit of a figure eight. We did about three quarters of the entire island yeah. in in that time, but I mean, I just I just remember that first day hiking into those woods, and the ferns were the biggest I've ever seen. Uh, the forest felt I I felt like I was literally in Jurassic Park. Yeah, I've never seen a forest that looks like that. Yeah. And has that primordial sort of feel to it, and and you you know you get into camp and you're staying in these little ramshackle huts, and and they were always kind of cool. I mean, that first one had that the, little suspension bridge out of, outside of it. Yeah, and and I mean, we were the only ones there. There was never we only I came into contact one, one, one night. person. Yeah, and it's just brutal hiking. Ooh. Brutal Doughboy. Do I even have to say the word Doughboy? Doughboy no. Mountain. Oh my God. The never ending. And I've done the Appalachian Trail. All right, guy? So I know about going up and yeah, down and, just, and up and down. But this was just constant. I've I've never walked up uphill that's completely marsh and never ends ever. And every single time you thought you were there, it was like there's no way it can go up more. It just kept going. It just kept going. I've never, I, I mean, I've never seen water run. It did. It wasn't running downhill, but it was somehow slanted uphill. I mean, we were walking through bogs on a vertical, <laughs> which was crazy because I had. <laughs> so, I mean, this was definitely the most intense. I mean, you've done the Appalachian Trail. This is the most crazy hiking i've ever done in my life right those bogs like i remember stepping into thing didn't adam fall into his waist oh yeah yeah, yeah. and was, i remember stepping into things where you're just like if i'm not holding onto this tree i have no idea where the bottom is here like, well and and not to reference lord of the rings but when when you know when they're going through that bog to get to mordor you, that's we. That's I'm pretty sure they must have filmed something. I, no, I don't think to. they filmed no, any of it down but, at Seward Island, but it's the same sort of stuff where you're you're sort of sketching your way through this stuff. Oh my god! I it you just, just have no idea. Your next step, you had no clue what what you were and about just to step into. Windy and rain and just cloud. You come covered. up on this plateau and you'd be like, "Oh, this has got to be it." Nope, that's nope. not it. You come Keep up on another plateau. Oh, that nope. Every time, it just kept going. Well, and you know, when I was talking to Adam the other night, he reminded me that remember all of instead of the trailhead, uh, you know, signs saying you know this hut or that trail is yeah. is two point three kilometers away. It was they put it in time. 
So remember how oh. it said, oh, this, this, the next trail crossing is 2.5 hours. Yeah. And that's the most ambiguous, like who, who, who knows, knows what, what that means are, are, is that on like an average of, of three mile an hour hiking or something? Yeah. Oh my God. It was, that was just unbelievable. But that was some of the most rugged hiking I think I've ever done. I, I would definitely, for anybody that's, that's done the Appalachian trail or hiking, you know, on that, Check out Suda, huh? I would say that, uh, it's very similar to Maine. Hmm. As far as the AT goes, where it's just super rugged, you know you're in the middle of nowhere, and man, it was just unrelenting. I mean, there were times where, I, I think that was the hiking trip where Adam and I ended up staying one day. That might have been Doughboy, that hut, or there was a set, or there was the next hut where we stayed for a day. I think I had like, I think I counted. This could be a little, uh, little higher, but like twenty blisters on my feet, <laughs> and I lost yeah. two toenails. Oh man, yeah. When you're losing toenails, <laughs> like, dude, there's a lot of friction going on. Yeah, there. like not, not good. And and then the the time where we're eating like just straight peanut butter and mm. and and the sausage, like little because you know we just needed food and and it was like hours until we got to our hut and i remember running into that i think that was the one time we saw some guy on the trail and we were like hey we're out of water yeah do you, do you know any? do you know where the next and he was just like you literally have hours to go till the next like water source and i i remember digging a hole there was a tiny little stream and digging a hole and yeah trying to so get some, fill yeah. up and then we'd use our like salination like pumps and and try and get some water well and i I believe down there was when we we had to cross that stream oh i'll never where we had to throw the bags across forget that and that was that was i think that was the only time i've had sort of a river crossing where it was sort of like all right i was scared you gotta make this jump and if you don't make this jump you're gonna get swept away i i'll never forget you telling me that <laughs> oh god it had it had been just pouring rain for like straight two days <laughs> we woke up in this hut and the hike had already been i mean this whole t- thing had already been obviously pretty pretty intense but i remember waking up it's still pouring rain and we're like all right cool Ugh. we're going for it and we get to that river crossing and it was just completely flooded totally out of control out of control white water ripping and it was like 10 feet wide or something like that and we look around there's no other crossing this literally you'd have to go all the way to the beach basically you'd have to go all the way down to the island i I remember i think looking at the map because we were like there's no other way to go here yeah yeah and i 100 percent remember you looking at me and going Okay, hey, so we're going to take our packs off. <laughs> we're going to throw them across this thing, which is an upslope, okay, <laughs> pure mud because it had been raining for like 48 hours straight. Yeah. We're going to throw these, and then we're going to jump across this thing. We're going to try and jump. There is a rock in the middle that we might be able to use, but do not, do not fall because if you fall <laughs> – you're not going to be able to stop yourself. And this thing is going to sweep you all the way out to the ocean. I guarantee it. <laughs> I think I remember like, like I was, looking I at was some terrified. sticks. 
like, I think we might be able to pole vault yeah. over this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Not being able to find anything strong enough. No. I... <laughs> oh, God. Dude, that was... We made it, though. We made it. We're, we are still alive. Yeah. Today. I God. think that was the... I think that was the... Out of both of the Abel Tasman and the Stewart Island hikes, that was the scariest moment for me. Oh, absolutely. Going, me too. Man. Gosh, I don't know. This is pretty intense. I'm not. I'm not sure this is one. It's not safe. But am I going to be able to do this? Yeah. Right. You know. Well, and I, dude, I, you know, when I think about some of the highlights from down there, I also remember. When the tide would go out mm-hmm. and we would go off trail and start walking through sort of the... the we bushwhacked our, our way through that. We, we bushwhacked our way down. And I remember just walking through these flats where the tide had gone out. And remember coming across that octopus that was stranded? And the, the shark that was cut in and half? the shark that was cut in half. That was a big shark. That looked like a Mako shark. Yeah. That was a, definitely a big one. Ah, it was just such a wild, unruly That was sad, place. though. I think its fins were cut off, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe it was. I mean, yeah, that was the first was... time I'd <clears throat> seen something like that, too. You know, you hear about it, all that kind of stuff, and then you see it. You're like, shark fin soup. Don't yeah, you're do just it. like, wow. I don't know. Give, uh, and give we came our oceans acro- a break. We came across fish. that cave that had all the old fishing nets in it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, just random stuff. And I think you and I went out into the cove there and threw the fishing net to see if we to could see we catch some. Yeah, <laughs> it's just we idiots. Didn't that, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> but that that was really cool. I mean, that was that was a moment for me where I think in those places you really get to, and we got to take some time there and you know sit in the cave or just sit on that little cove, and you really get to think about where you are in the world right and like and and the people that had maybe come before you or like i remember sitting there thinking about like gosh i wonder what kind of ships have sailed in this cove or this port from you know because of the storms or they got lost or who knows and if like literally taking shelter in this cave right here like well and that that was one of the big things because i i remember so the old man Jim Bob, oh, he had yeah, been he... down there back in the 60s, and he went to Stewart Island. And one of the things in, I, I forget which Vendee Globe it was, the Round the World race, but one of the sailboats had to take shelter and do a bunch of repairs in Mason Bay, which was that that that, that night that we ate dinner with those people. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, I don't know, it, it's, it's this historic sort of place, because... You go south of Stewart Island, and the next the next island you come to is the Snares, which I sailed right next to. I, right. I'm sure you must have seen some of the videos of that. Yeah, um, just a rocky outcrop, basically. And then you go another sixty miles south of that, and you've got Auckland Island, where there's been tons of shipwrecks. But all those, all the tea tea traders, all the clipper ships, all that sort of stuff that were trading in the East Indies Come or the, the West Indies. No. East Indies? Yeah. Well, anyway, would have to go south of New Zealand. And that those three things, Stewart Island, the Snares, and Auckland Island, those were the obstacles. Because once you got past those and you're into the Pacific headed for Cape Horn, it's wide open. I mean, yeah. there's a few oddball. There's the Bounty Islands and whatever. But 
pretty much you get through that little the little gateway and then then you're good to go and yeah i mean jeez you're you're down there you're it's, you're you, deep dude. yeah you're way down there yeah and i think that was a really cool thing about it was there was no one else around and yeah. we just knew and i think that was you know, crossing that, that even that river crossing. I mean, the whole trip down there, that whole hiking trip, we knew there was just no one around. Like, you, you kind of had it in the back of your mind that, gosh, if if something goes wrong here, if I hurt myself, or if I, like, I, what what are we gonna do? Yeah, you can't call anyone. Well, you know, no I, one's gonna run anywhere. Not that that would that that wasn't really at the forefront of the. No, thought, it's, it's just something snickered away in the yeah. in, in the very back of your mind. I mean, right. you know, you always have to sort of consider that, but I never let that uh, impede any judgment calls that I make. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> I did. I probably it, never it, become a solo. It sailor. just reminds you that you're really you're you're in a place where you got It's untouched. You and know, your wits have to be about you. Like, yeah. You have to take that uh, personal responsibility of, I can't just I, be an idiot out here. I got to make some, you know. Yeah. I got I to gotta watch out for myself because right. if I get into trouble, like there's no, yeah, there's no pause button. Right. Which again. Is a good thing. Great it's life. Great thing. Experience. You, it, living a life where where you can always call for help, yeah. I think is is- if if that's the way it's judgmental. going, that's not good. Yeah, that's, yeah. It doesn't seem like a, a way to grow or, or become independent. But I, you know, I who knows? Who knows? Sure, we've but, put ourselves in some pretty precarious positions. Yeah, which you know, I'm I'm grateful we had the opportunity to do that in the first place. I am too, man. I mean, uh, that alone. I'll tell you. Not everybody gets a chance to you know get to somewhere like that and have those experiences. So that that in and of itself is you know pretty cool oh um, it's huge but it's huge. but yeah that so that was um that was certainly and i i think to end the end that hiking trip didn't we hike like 24k that one day or something <laughs> like that like we, we did huge miles yeah we and i think end, it was because to we back. got to one hut or something and we were just like Let's screw it go. we're going we're well, gonna we got back to the first hut because we had already stayed and we there, wanted to get back to the van and we just wanted to get back to old betsy the bullet yep and just just roll on out of there and i remember and we, I talking we about, wanted to get some alcohol <laughs> yeah you know, we were talking about sure. we were talking about getting alcohol we were talking about getting uh cans of coke yeah and we were talking about getting twix or something yeah. like that <laughs> And, and we're gonna stay at a hostel, and we're gonna take a shower, <laughs> and we're not gonna do anything. And yeah, we're uh, gonna get <laughs> we're gonna get drunk. <laughs> we were pretty rough and tumble. Oh, oh man, the ha- right. the heinous tornadoes. Oh my god, heinous tornadoes. Mix whatever alcohol you have left together. All right, yeah. well, hey, let's let's take a little break here. We'll refresh. Yep. I gotta pee really bad, and then we're gonna come back and wrap this up. All right, sounds All good. All right. All right, and we are back. Nice little break. Sometimes you have to do that, I, especially with these longer podcasts. Yeah, I didn't realize we were. I know. Well, you know, that's that's honestly, that's the first thing people always say uh, when I'm – I usually try and cut cut it down to about an hour. Yeah. Um, and so we'll, we'll be chatting away. Next and I'll thing say, all right, so we're we're at about an hour right now. You know, let's, let's wrap this up. And they look at me like, what, an hour has gone by? Yeah. 
I don't know. It's the, it's the remarkable thing about podcasts and, and interviews, I guess. It doesn't have to be on a podcast. But well, just, it's, I mean, it's got to be a testament to you, too, right? I mean, you know. I'm trying to make you as comfortable as possible. Exactly. You're doing a great job. Thanks. Thanks, cousin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I, you know, obviously we're going to have to have you back on the show because there's there's a lot of stuff that uh, I would love to talk to you about. One in particular, I would love to hear about any horror stories that you have from your parasail days. Oh yeah. Because I know parasailing is terrifying. I, I, I had a, a, a very lovely girlfriend, uh, Kim, Captain Kimchi down in the BVI. And she, she ran the parasail parasail stuff, uh, in, I think in, in Hawaii, she did it for a long time and all that stuff. And down in the, oh my God, the, some of the stories I heard. <laughs> yeah, we, I, unbelievable. I didn't get into too many crazy things, but there were definitely a few moments where you're kind of going, uh oh. Yeah. There's, well, good. it's just having people's lives, you know, sort of in your hands. Oh, and, totally. Uh, and, and, and having to deal with the elements is, yeah, it's always kind of scary. Yeah. So. But, I don't know. I, I I guess for for our discussion tonight, and just just rehashing sort of this this sort of uh, adventure that we had in our twenties sure. and everything. It, it was we talk a lot about growth and getting out of the comfort zone and and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And I think I think at that point in life where you're you're at the cusp of sort of discovering who you are and what the heck you're gonna do and all that sort of stuff. That's that's pretty. Oh, we got this beautiful dog here that's just begging for attention. <laughs> just pawing him. Why are you guys talking? Um, but yeah, it, it's it really is just. I think it's one of those things, like we've said, is is that you have to go through that, and yeah. it's it's really best done in that time frame. You know, right around in your early twenties, where you you have to almost set yourself up for this challenge. This unknown, it's not just a direct like, oh, I'm going to go run a marathon. And so I'm going to train and I'm going to do the marathon. I don't know. This is like you're going to just put yourself into a completely different environment. And luckily ours was pretty enjoyable. Absolutely. You know, to go and, and, and backpack around New Zealand and stuff. But it came with a heck of a lot of challenges. Yep. Um, and, yeah, I mean, in the end, all three of us definitely – had to grow from it i mean at at the very end and i was just reading this in the in the journal we we ended up selling that van that we bought for 2200 bucks for 84 dollars and two cases of beer yeah that's what we traded it to some guy who owned a campground near lake taupo yeah that was what we got for that van that's how over that van we were but by the end. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. The yeah. transmission, shot. Starter, shot. Not fixed. New radiator, though. That sucker yeah, was I, worth I 900 mean, I remember bucks. telling him, like, That's hey, gold. there's a new radiator in this thing. And we've sealed the back door, so <laughs> you won't be having exhaust fumes, you know, pumping in every time uh, you drive the thing. God. But, yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I think looking back, it's certainly, I mean, you know, I'm grateful to obviously have had that experience with you guys and to have had that opportunity, but it, it certainly is one of those things where you like sometimes you don't, you can't question it, right? 
you just have to do it. And I think for me, that was, uh, you know, in taking, in taking on this trip was, you know, you approached me and said, Hey, let's, we're going to New Zealand. Do you want to go? And instead of going, well, gosh, you know, I got to drop out of school for this and I don't know what I'm going to do when I get back and how, I don't know where we're going or what I'm going to pack. It was like, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. And, and I think, uh, you know, obviously for us and, but especially myself, the, the things that I learned and the things that I went through will, I mean, they forever shaped kind of, you know, who I am and, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's something to be said about trips like that and, and just taking risks like that in life instead. Don't overthink it sometimes. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't sit there and bog yourself down with the what ifs. Right. Uh, it's, it's better sometimes if, if something piques your interest a little bit, it makes you a little bit nervous. I'd say go for it. It see go, what happens. Going back to that that book, w- do one thing a day that scares you. Now, yeah, one thing a day. I mean, I you can kind of get into your routine, and that can be tough. But I think, gosh, if bringing this this story up and and reliving it and talking about it, if anything, it's going to do for me is is remind me, hey. Step outside your comfort zone a little bit more because yeah, yeah. the there is so much opportunity. There's so many cool experiences just outside that comfort zone. And for the most part, you're going to make it through it. Oh, heck You're going to yeah. be good. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah, believe in yourself yeah. and, you know, just get out there because it, it is. It's those new experiences that uh, – if if I think I think the idea of growing as a person yeah. is is something where you think, oh, okay, yeah, you know, I read another book or I learn this and I'm growing and da da da. No, I, I think really when it comes down to it, if you wanna be growing as a person, you need to be, like you said, completely taken out of that comfort zone. You're in a new element, and you're doing something completely different that you never thought you would ever be doing. Yeah. And that's what actually, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, okay, this I is can what... handle that. Mm-hmm. And this is what I did, and now I am a different person. So, yeah. I don't know. It's pretty remarkable, man. I I, I can't tell you how how fun this has been just to, just to be able to sort of sit here and, and rehash some of that adventure. Because, you know, I often think about it. And, I mean, the last time I really thought about it was, was on the trip around the world when I passed Stewart Island. And yeah. I texted you guys. I was like, oh, I can see it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can't believe it. Um, but, you know, to be able to sit down and converse about it and sort of share some stories and all that is... It's definitely really cool. So I I really appreciate you sitting down and taking some time. Yeah, it's awesome, man. And yeah, and for sure, fun. we're we're definitely gonna have to uh, sit down and and do another podcast and and get to know you a little bit more. Sure, because yeah. you're yeah. one hell of an interesting young fella. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cause well, thank you for coming on. And uh, yeah, dude. Till next time, brother. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it. This has been great. Absolutely, man. Okay. Sweet.